So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that brings you all the latest news from the 2012 Belgian Grand Prix. Oh, Grosjean. Honestly. Guy's a liability. That Alonso's going to do well with his next move, though. (laughs) Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that would have your fucking head off if it wasn't for the halo. Or would we? Well, if you're on the internet, that wheel was nowhere near his head. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. The first five minutes will be great, and then you can do something else. Once we've settled into this podcast, put a shelf up. Mm. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. The podcast that has been bought by Lawrence Stroll and is now called What's the Point F1? Quite like that note. We'll soon be welcoming <laughs> our new presenter, <laughs> Lance Stroll. <laughs> I'm Tigarez, and today from the Burrell Arms in Phil HQ, which is Haywards Heath, we are going to talk a bit about the Belgian Grand Prix. It's a packed show, so let's get on with it. Joining me is a man who has a newfound hatred for Baku. It's Phil Tromans. Hi, everyone. I bought the new F1 computer game. I actually bought the one a couple of years ago and then played it about twice and never played it again. But this time, I had basically a whole weekend, bank holiday weekend, not doing much. I was like, right, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get my steering wheel out and my pedals and I'm going to play it properly. And I did the first three races on on hard and I won them. Oh, no, I won two of them and came second in one of them. And then I got to Baku and I think it took me about three days just to complete first practice without wrecking into the wall. Baku is really hard. This is a slow bank holiday weekend, wasn't it? I know, it was really not. Well, it wasn't. I was doing 200 miles an hour on the streets of Azerbaijan. <laughs> but, um, what was yeah, your... I've got a newfound respect for the drivers doing Baku. It's like Monaco, but everything comes at you really quickly. I've got a newfound respect for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> what should we do with this lovely weekend, Phil? Watch. <laughs> she was very impressed. <laughs> and alongside him is a man who has a huge announcement. It is Terry Saunders. I know, it's a bit of a tricky one because obviously, you know, we've grown together. But um, I am afraid to announce my retirement from racing. My professional racing career <laughs> will end in the same year as Fernando Alonso's Formula <laughs> 1 career. And it's been a hard decision. Mm. But I think 
I think it's the right thing to do. So let's break this down. What Terry is talking about here is the fact that we took on other Formula One podcasts at Go-Karting. This was organised by uh, another podcast. I won't mention the name, but it was called The Missed Apex. fucking Apex. (laughs) (laughs) It was Missed Apex. Hi to all the Missed Apex people. Uh, They organised a big karting event at Buckmore Park, which is actually pretty impressive because I'm not sure we could have organised... I mean, we can barely organise to get a Hungarian podcast out. We did get a Hungarian podcast out, just not necessarily the right year. (laughs) Um, so we all toddled down to Buckmore Park, and who was there? There was uh, Missed Apex, all, all 25 of them were there. Uh, Checkered Flag were there, was there, Jack Nichols, our old yeah. mate, and uh, his production assistant, Alex Brundle, apparently had done a bit of karting before. He was very quick. He was quite he quick, wasn't he? a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Norfolk F1 podcast were there. Um, Don't me neither. And then some other people as well. Anyway, there's a lot of podcasts there. Everybody were very nice, and I won a race. All right, all right. Brilliant. Brilliant. All about, I think, all about you, I think we Phil. proved just how how good we are at karting and that we can really mix it with the big boys. Mm, mm. Um, and uh, so I, got, I got through to the B final and won it. And then, based on that, got through to the A final and came last but one because I was knackered after the B final. Otherwise, and um, and I, I, I wasn't paying close attention, but I presume you guys did pretty similar. I did not take mm. part in the C final, <laughs> which was the final for the worst performing drivers, because I crashed and hurt myself so badly, it still hurts three weeks later, four weeks later. Can you I'm give us your pain. symptoms, please? So, what do I mean, talk us through the crash. Okay, well, let me, t- let me talk you through... Okay. The first crash. <laughs> well, the whole weekend started with the night before me going, I'm going to check out what this Buckmore Park is, because I presumed it was like, you know, stag weekend, let's go down and do some karting. And then the first clip that comes up on YouTube is Lewis Hamilton winning the Karting World Championship. And I yeah, went, it's quite, it's quite oh, a shit, good this one. is a real track. This isn't yeah, just yeah. like an oval. Phil, you do the first practice lap. I can't remember, how, I can't remember the thing, because I've got some kind of memory loss since. But you did the first <laughs> practice lap, and you came in, after your first race or whatever, and you were giving me advice, saying along the lines of, uh, the brakes are a bit fiddly on these things. And actually, they're, you've got to be gentle but firm with them. Because <laughs> if you go too far, if you go too hard on the brakes, you'll just kind of spin out. So I took that as my reference. Did a first kind of lap quite slowly, just kind of getting speed up. Second lap, went for it, got to the first hairpin, put the brakes on quite gently because I didn't want to spin and then as the barrier was approaching put the brakes on a little harder but still it turns out not hard enough and I hit the wall so hard that my knees I got shot out of the seat and both my knees hit the steering wheel really hard so I was limping for the rest rest of the day and that first race was embarrassing because the, the cart was all over the place it wasn't set up well. It's a GP2 engine. It was just not good and I came very last. Not even... You Actually, no, I didn't did come last, come did last. I? Because who came last? I came last in every single race, but one. We'll come back to that. And um, I had a lovely time, okay? You guys came back shaking and you hurt yourselves yeah, and you were sweating. my wrists were killing me by the end of it, yeah. I was fine. I had a very nice time. Potted around. I think you were the fastest girl, though, weren't you? I was. I was by a long <laughs> way, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, I was the only I female yeah. out of... 48. At one point, so. I came up behind you and I actually was worried because I thought you were having some kind of <laughs> fit or something because you were going so slowly. I was like, oh my God, is she all right? I better stop and get out. And then I went, oh no, you're just going at your Just waving. <laughs> Hi, Terry. <laughs> but Terry, you're, I mean, part of the reason that, um, that we didn't record a Hungarian podcast because we genuinely did intend to record one after the karting. We had a script and everything. But you were so badly injured that you were like, I can't so do it. I've the got second to go race went quite well got in a different car and this car I already felt like I was in control of and I'm making racing excuses but it mm. did I was amazed at how different all the cars felt second car I came 
still penultimate last, <laughs> but way ahead of Chica. And I was just like, yeah, this is going to, you know, I, I think I shaved like eight seconds off my lap or something. Mm. That's pretty good. So I was feeling all right, but my knee would hurt a bit. Then the third race, I was, I think, because the grids were random and I was like really up far at the front. And I kind of kept my position as we went to the first, those crazy corners. And I was kind of, you know, second or third. And I thought, maybe I'm going to finally fucking do this. And then I hit the barrier really hard <laughs> to the point that I couldn't actually get out of the barrier and had to get the marshal to pull me out backwards. You because in. Because I could, there's no reverse. No. And you can't get out it's dangerous. Yes. So then I'm going around the track. And so bear in mind, I'm on my own. I'm so far behind everyone, even Chica. I'm on my own. And... This car is really erratic. I can't control it. I go into the kind of the loopy back bit of the circuit. Somehow spin. Oh, I should say, before that, before we started the race, me and Phil were joking because there was a guy wearing uh, like a girdle. A rib, a rib protector. And I went, why is that guy wearing a girdle? And you were like, oh, you really hurt your ribs on these things. It's actually quite clever. And I was like, well, he looks like a bit of a prick. <laughs> <laughs> so then I spin, somehow spin so hard. I hit the, I hit the barrier really hard and get a kind of winded feeling mm. right I kind of get pushed out of my seat and then I land back on the seat and I, I get this kind of actual like initial kind of like <gasps> pain which I hid from you guys because you know I'm a <laughs> I'm a decent guy then I realised I couldn't see <laughs> well, I was what's going on and my glasses had wedged up into the helmet <laughs> and I go to check them and I think oh I can't do that because obviously there's a visor and I've crashed so hard the visor's come off the helmet <laughs> Have you oh ever heard God. of that in Formula One? Oh, oh. It's like Felipe Massa when he got the spring to the <laughs> exactly. face. Exactly. So then I'm there and I'm feeling a bit winded, and, I, and the guys are saying, "You're right," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, fine. I can't see. And there's no visor, <laughs> and it hurts." So I go around to uh, to the pits, and the guy, and then it's really starting to hurt. And the guys are like, "Oh, you got no visor?" So he tries to put a visor on, but he does that by basically like banging a new visor <laughs> on my head till it clicks in place. Then I do another lap, and just every time I steer, there's this pain on my side. So I'm just like, I am done. And I retire from the race after, I think, two laps. <laughs> and that was the last lap of my racing career. Because, fuck me, that hurts. <laughs> Four weeks on, I'm still in pain. Wow. think I cracked a rib, maybe bruised a liver, Ooh. kidney. Have you been to a medical professional? No. Or is this all based on internet research? <laughs> I mean, in a way, the internet is a medical professional, <laughs> Phil. In a way. But... I'm now wearing a girdle <laughs> <laughs> at all times, uh, just in case. Did you enjoy it in the end? Not really, no. If oh. I'm honest with you. Um, well, well, I'll say it's like we'll be I'm fielding a one-person team next year. Then <laughs> what I'll say is, Miss Apex, if you're listening, of course you are. Um, <laughs> you organised this and fielded a great competition and really organised a, mm. a great day out. It was super slick. You ruined my perfect fucking body, <laughs> and <laughs> you ruined my life. And because <laughs> the problem with having an ambition like racing is that by not testing that ambition you can always have that ambition and now I've tested it mm. and I've come up very short <laughs> and I have to blame Miss fucking Apex for that <laughs> so we may have been like going oh we're all friends with them now and we'll appear on their shows and that but the flame war is back on those <laughs> need to go down <laughs> okay so let's go back to F1 um, so the summer break was supposed to be a time to chill but actually instead the drivers all got together for a game of surprise musical chairs. The most surprising yes. <laughs> the most surprising news was that Daniel Ricciardo is leaving Red Bull to go to Renault. It was a move that nobody saw coming. I did. Did you though? I did. Louis F. Casso asked, Ricciardo to Renault, Hamilton to Mercedes brilliant, or Alonso to McLaren tragic? Oh, 
it's a bold strategy, isn't it? I think it's not going to work. Do you not? I have a feeling you're pr- you might be right. Yeah, but anything's sort of improving what he's going through right now. Well, you, yeah, I mean, yeah. Breadwall next year is either with the Honda engine. You just don't know how it's going to go. I mean, I, I would. <laughs> There's a couple of seagulls here that are not convinced that this, this is, is a good why plan. we record our podcast in London, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> where it's just stabbings in the background. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> podcast uh, on podcast crime. I would be prepared to put good money on the fact that the chassis at least will be pretty good at Red Bull. But yeah, the Honda engine... I mean, they've been all right this year. They've not been brilliant, but they're yeah, not but been shit. Yeah, but he's such a good driver. He is, but he was always being overshadowed by Verstappen. Like, I think, I think he was down on the... three races he's won. There, well, there was that, but in terms of the way the team treated him, I think they basically thought they had him over, bar- over a barrel... Because, yeah, you ain't got anywhere else to go. We're not going to give you such a good deal as we've given Verstappen. So join and we'll pay you peanuts because you've got no other options. And he was just like, no, fuck you, I'm going to Renault. It does. Do you think that drove him more? I wouldn't be surprised. Interesting. Based on gut reaction only. Mm -hmm. It does feel like, because you know, and I still will argue the case, even though it's proved entirely wrong, that (laughs) McLaren going to Honda was a good idea because... They needed to be not a customer team when a manufacturer. So all the reasons for it were correct, it and yet work. it just didn't work. Yeah. And I feel it's the same kind of thing. I don't think he will do well at Red Bull because they're hitching everything on shitty Verstappen. And I just don't think he's got a long career there, which means he has to make a leap. He was going to make a leap. He can't go to Ferrari, can't go to Mercedes. The only other team to go to is Renault. And yes, it is... <sighs> the fourth best of four teams but it's a works team it's a works team with money being poured into yeah. it with a engine and chassis being developed alongside each other not here's an engine jam this into your chassis yeah. somehow and they have won championships before you know yeah. a very long time ago now but it's possible so and they've won races you know relatively recently I mean when they were Lotus they, no more recently than that wasn't so it I was thinking of the when uh, they, when they, they, oh yes no when they were Lotus they were oh, they, Kimi they won a couple of things yeah needed right um, but yeah so I, I mean it could I won't be incredibly surprised if it turns out that it was a good move, but equally I will be I will e- be equally not surprised if it turns out to be a bit of a disaster and he never wins another race after this year. To answer mm. Louis's question, I oh, don't yeah. think it's a Lewis to Mercedes move because that appeared to be Ross Braun took into one side and went, we fucking nailed this. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a new engine thing and fucking hell, we're great. Mm. Whereas this seems to be them going, you hate Red Bull, don't you? <laughs> oh, they treat you like shit, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what they were saying about you? They were saying that you're you smell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I come heard, to us. I heard Christian Horner ran over a honey badger on purpose. Oh. And all the shoes he wants. <laughs> yes. So speaking of Alonso, he is retiring at the end of the year, even though Red Bull offered him a seat or did they this is now they denied amusing. that didn't they yep yes and he doubled down he said no they've offered me a job uh, offered me a job I think he said about six times but to be fair Christian to Alonso, said, no we didn't to be fair to Alonso he didn't specify which job Alonso's <laughs> implying it's driver but maybe <laughs> he would just like send his CV in with a different name and yeah. they'd be like oh you, you could be the cleaner well, sort of Red Bull promotional <laughs> guy <laughs> driving around one of those minis with a big can on the back yeah of exactly <laughs> or maybe he's just been to his local news agent and gone uh what would it take to get a job here? <laughs> could I be selling Red Bull? Yeah, you could. All right, one. <laughs> I've got a. I've got two theories on this. One is that um, some random fucking blokes got hold of Alonso's phone number and has just been phoning him up, pretending to be somebody from Red Bull offering him jobs. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is that he's just gone a bit fucking mental and, and has just started saying random stuff that he wishes was true. Do you like, like, for example, you know, after he won Le Mans and he said that there was, that was the best 
win that anyone at ever Le Mans has ever done, even though he was in the only team that had a chance of winning. Yeah, I mean, he's he's started just believing his own hype and just spouting absolute bullshit. So, so, this so you may don't well be think that. Christian Horner could have been just denying it? You think it was definitely I mean, Alonso why would was you the really? My feeling is that they've had cringe. they've had conversations in the past. You know that? Do you ever get like we've all freelanced here? You know that thing where you have a meeting about a job, and you go. Well, if I get that, that would really pay for a few things. But then you don't get that job. Then you still kind of think, I'll spend that money anyway. <laughs> and that's kind of what Alonso's doing. He's I deserve a treat for being yeah. nearly there. <laughs> I think he's probably had a few meetings, and probably he was played by Red Bull a few times, where you know, Red Bull want to kind of say to Vettel, well, you know what, you, you can fuck off if you want, but we've got Alonso coming in. And Vettel went, all right, I'll stay for another year or something. Mm. And I think Alonso has always been like the guy that they bring in to scare someone else and they've never actually been serious so probably they brought him in six times and had a conversation with him and he's like they fucking love me <laughs> oh my god they think I'm amazing that's the sixth time they've had me in have they offered you a job well you know uh, I'm going to stay at McLaren because I think that's the best thing for me to do I don't know why he suddenly no hello it's me Fernando I'm Fernando I'm going to be uh, I'll be taking you through your build today can I just confirm two of your personal details one, which team were you racing for in 2006? <laughs> Just the first and third letter, please. <laughs> okay, so speaking of Red Bull, Ricardo's seat will be taken by everyone's favourite bird-faced Frenchman, Pierre Gasly. That's a bit of a stroke of luck, isn't it? It's a massive stroke of luck. I bet he could. Well, apparently, when he found out about the news, he was hit with. Well, this was a bit weird. He said he was in his underwear with a load of friends, <laughs> uh, which yeah, made me why, think. That's why he got it. What? Like going to the gym or something? In his pants. Pants, meggings. It's all the same <laughs> difference, isn't it? Well, that um, was off the podcast. We've been yeah. recording the making conversation. Yeah. I've got some meggings. <laughs> I'll wear them for the next podcast. <laughs> Fuck you all. You'll have to. Um, you'll have to explain what meggings are because I'd never heard of them until you. Were... Leggings for men. They're horrible. Yeah. Meggings. What? <laughs> I beg your fucking pardon. No, they do look good, actually. With your fashion sense. <laughs> Ouch. That was some world-class backtracking there, Chief. <laughs> I wish Gasly the best of luck. I, I like him. I think he's a nice bloke. Um, he's no he's been like driving that. pretty well. He's I mean, he's I, no don't, I don't like him in that way. <laughs> you're, I don't think anybody you're talking likes about him in his pants think, all the time. I don't <laughs> think anyone likes anyone the way that you like Verline, but I, I think Gasly's done pretty well. My meggings have got Verline all over them. <laughs> Oh, I don't think he's going to be as good as Verstappen, but it'd be intrigued to see that there's going to be some interesting new benchmarks next year of drivers in equal machinery against each other, more of which uh, presumably now. So, more on Gasly. Uh, his place is now tipped to go to, drumroll please, Daniel Kvyat. This broke as we were starting to record. Um, Kvyat could actually be in the frame to go back to Toro Rosso, which is both amazing mm. and... How fucking depressing is that for him? Well, Why two, is he our going 2016 back? driver of the year. <laughs> well, I mean, what's worse, being chief headphone wearer at Ferrari at the back of the garage, or actually having a drive again? Okay, admittedly, with the team that you thought you got promoted from two years ago, mm. but that then fired you twice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. You know, but it's an F1 seat, and it's not the worst F1 seat. I mean, Toro Rosso, and then we're going to win you. Well, you say they're never going to win any races. They've won races before, but um, they're never they're going to win any be, races. They're not going to be Williams, are they? They've won races before, by your logic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Toro, uh, Toro Rosso won more recently? No, they haven't. They've only won um, one. Yeah, one's won more than I've won. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say about my karting then. <laughs> Which I should say, four weeks on, I'm still actually in pain. Um, oh, you hadn't mentioned it? All we've heard 
is this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you've got pain, but we've got a lot to get through. Yeah. Do you so. know what? I thought I was going to die because I looked up the symptoms of a bruised <laughs> liver and it was like being dizzy, feeling a bit tired, being confused. And I was like, I've had a bruised liver for like 20 years. <laughs> you sure it was liver? Maybe kidney. I don't know. I just okay. I just read the bruised and dying bit. I missed out the bits in the middle. <laughs> okay. Well, you're probably fine. She's still here. So oh, I hope I die now. <laughs> I want them to play that at my funeral. Okay, so Carlos Sainz is off to McLaren after being hoofed out of Ricardo. Out for <laughs> wow. <laughs> this has got very sexy. <laughs> so Carlos Sainz is I off was, to McLaren. How did you find out the news? I was balls deep in Ricardo. And I got a call and I went, oh, I bet this is about you. Just putting the honey in honey badger. I think we all get the message. Sainz is going to McLaren because he wasn't wanted at Renault anymore. And there's a space opened up. I mean, that's... <laughs> is there any way of seeing that as anything other than a backward step for Carlos Sainz? I mean, let, let's look at his... Because he was signed... He was a Red Bull driver, mm. signed by Toro Rosso. Yeah. They lent him to Renault because they were stuck a bit and Renault was stuck and needed someone. Yeah. On this kind of weird year deal that runs out in September. Yeah. And even last week, a few weeks ago, Sainz was kind of making noises of like, I want to spend the rest of my career at Renault. I don't want to go back to Red Bull. Please don't make me. <laughs> and then suddenly Renault go, oh, by the way, Ricardo <laughs> said he doesn't want to be there anymore, so fuck off. And then Red Bull twists the knife by going, no, nah, you're right, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> which Carlos is left going, well, I'll go um, replace Alonso at McLaren. That'll go well. Oh, man. Yeah. I would have thought he'd go somewhere a bit better where could he go where could he go Force India but they've got got money bag strolling they've got daddy stroll money now and Perez the uh, administrator well let's talk about that now Sergio Perez shuts down Force India through the courts because Vijay Malia owed him and lots of other people a lot of money from the ashes a new Force India has arisen reborn as Racing Point Force India thanks to Lance Stroll's dad and his friends which presumably means stroll to Force India so who takes his seat at Williams? Kubica? I mean, that's a poison chalice for Kubica. All of that fairy tale to come back and drive that fucking car. That would just be... <laughs> but he's been, oh, he's been trying for so long to get back in F1 again. And let's face it, he's not going to get a seat anywhere else. I know, Just to see him. I mean, just one race. It'll be good. Be for one race. But it'll be shit. Did you hear the interview with him on the, on the official F1 podcast? No, I don't listen to any other F1 podcast. <laughs> He came across as a man that really, 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 really wants to drive an F1 again. Well, then maybe he shouldn't have been fucking rally driving. He was only rally driving because he wanted to be a better driver so he could race an F1 more. Well, how'd that work out for you? I mean, not brilliantly. Speaking now as someone who has crashed a car, (laughs) and I think I have some similarities with Robert Kubica, he spent nine years getting his arm stitched back on. I've had upwards of four weeks unable to sleep on one side because <laughs> it actually still fucking hurts it's very similar to it yeah losing now a he yeah. he's done it the wrong way he's trying to get back into racing I on the other hand have gone do you know what I know when a good thing's over I'm out I'm going to spend some time with my family going to maybe you know Formula E yeah Formula E that's, that seems easy well Ryan Simpson says I want Stroll to move to Force India then Kibitza to still not get the Williams seat, just to see the reaction of all the angry Polish people on their Facebook page. That's a little bit you could be that mm. comment, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Dang, Ryan. Ryan. Do you reckon he voted leave? I want Kubica in the car now. <laughs> I'd like to see Kubica get the drive. I just want him to drive somewhere a little bit better. Just but sober. there is another driver that I also don't want to not have a drive next year. And I don't know where else he might go. That being Ooh. a certain seven foot tall Frenchman. Before we talk about him, can we just quickly mention mm-hmm. 
that Force India, which we can all agree is the worst name for a Formula One team ever, has now been renamed Racing Points, which is Racing Point. Racing Point, <laughs> singular. <laughs> Fucking, which is a worse name. But it's still Force India. My but the Force India will go. I think it'll just be called Racing Point next year. It's my understanding like is it. it's all legal it's a, shit. My understanding is it's a temporary name because Racing Point was just the name that they'd cobbled together for the Racing uh, Point. Sounds like Lawrence Stroll was in The Apprentice. Now, oh, what should we call our team? Should we call Racing it uh, Maverick? <laughs> <laughs> Racing Point is just the name of the him and his mates' legal penises. Yes, that's right. <laughs> They've kept the name just to sort of you know because they already had all the pink paint and a load of Force India stencils. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, maybe before the end of the year. But certainly next year they'll have a completely different name. I don't know what it's going to be. Maverick. <laughs> it's called Maverick. Oh, that would be amazing. But there's also rumours of Paris to McLaren in place of Van Dorn. Yeah, well, yes. I'd heard these and I was like, wait, hang on. So Perez steps in, basically saves Force India mm-hmm. forcibly. And now there's rumours that he might not actually stay there to race. He and he might it. go to back to McLaren, who had him for a year and then were like, no, you're all right. And are now God, shit. I forgot he'd even driven for McLaren. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. A lot of people have driven for shit McLaren. You kind of forget how long McLaren have been shit for. Because didn't Magnussen do a year at McLaren as well? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how true these are, but Van Dorn... I He's mean, done. Dead you to reckon? Me. I've had enough I, of I, We're not even promoting the Stoffel Roffel t-shirts anymore. It's gone. Could Kimi now be staying at Ferrari after the death of Marchioni? Yes. Quite possibly. Because it seemed like Kimi was doomed. I mean, we have literally been, and you'll know this if you'd have heard our Bang Up To Date Hungarian podcast, which I think was from about three years ago, where we were basically saying, Kimi's fucked, isn't he? He's never going to get a drive next year, and he's still here. Who'd and now thought, he looks like he might still be at Ferrari next year. Who'd have thought he'd outlast Alonso, really? He's going to outlast us all. He's going to outlast <laughs> F1. He's going to outlast the human race. It's going to be Kimi <laughs> Raikkonen and cockroaches. He's going, Wah. Yeah, apparently it was Marchioni, uh, Sergio Marchioni, the uh, the big boss of, of Ferrari and the Fiat Group that, that died a couple of months ago, that was particularly keen on getting Leclerc in and getting Kimi out. But now that Marchioni has died, apparently that drive appears to have withered somewhat. But the new guy who's in charge, I forget his name, uh, did an amazing thing of going, uh, oh, well, Marchioni, his, his ideas for how much we'd be worth and everything might be a bit over-exaggerated, he wasn't all that. And then once he said that, the Ferrari stock price plummeted. <laughs> it's like, if you're in charge of a company, mate, don't slag off your dead predecessor. Say <laughs> so he was doing well, share price up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the rest of the season's going to be interesting to see where all these pieces land. Well, it's interesting because we've had a few years of no driver changes whatsoever. You know, apart from, oh, what's his name leaving and Bottas coming in. You know, you've had the Ferrari say the same, Red Bull's been the same. You know, it's, it's been a few years of no big changes. And next year, almost everything apart from those two, two Danny teams. Rick comes along and throws a hand grenade into the room. And yep. yeah. But what about for Ocon? Because uh, oh. he was all but guaranteed a seat at Renault, um, but then Ricardo pinched it. So where now? Williams, I feel he's, he, is, he is the big loser in all this. Mm. because He's really good. Where is he going to go? He's really he's good. Looked, he's, he's cute. He's good. His he's Renault funny. seat's gone. <laughs> he's very tall. Very um, tall. It's French. His, yes. French. His, um, he was n- nailed on for a seat at Renault, and then Ricardo goes, nah, I think I'm going to take that. And clearly... No, Ricardo is South African. He is. Um, <laughs> and uh, clearly his seat at Force India is very much under threat, thanks to um, thanks to Stroll. Although, frankly, if, if Perez does go to McLaren for whatever fucking reason, maybe he'll be able to stay at Force India. But... His only other option would seem to be maybe Williams. It's William. Well, it's William Sauber or McLaren. Which none anyone. of those are. I mean, I'd probably take Sauber over all but those. But, of seems he's, to but be he's a Mercedes driver, so 
Exactly. Um, God, he's going to go to Williams, isn't he? Which, I mean, better that than not being in F1, but only just. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, and through no real fault of his own, because I think he's been driving really well. Mm. He was bloody third at exactly. Spa. Exactly. In the qualifying. Yeah. So, well, good luck to him. Right, so that's all out of the way. We will talk about the race, but as you know, absolutely nothing happened after the first two laps. So we are going to quickly talk about what people have said about that. Phil McWilliams says, when Alonso's McLaren flew over Charlie Clark's head, he was technically ahead of the Sauber for a few seconds, which, based on their recent form, was a result. That was very similar to me at karting, because there was that point <laughs> when... You didn't spin anywhere. No, but by when I went out of control on the opening corner <laughs> and careered into the barrier, for a second, I think I was about maybe second. Can you Could you blame Hulkenberg or someone for smashing into Blame Missed Apex. Okay. <laughs> you know at the end where you go into the, f- the finishing slots to say where you are? on the end of the race. You mean the grid? The grid. Yeah, I've heard of <laughs> The finishing slots. The finishing slots, slots yeah. <laughs> when you come into the grid, I didn't realise it was called Come for the, the swearing, grid. stay for the expertise. <laughs> no, I just went in go-karting. Yeah, anything. Okay, anyway, so I came into the grid and obviously I was something like six laps behind everyone, at least. And I, I stopped in the fifth bit and I was like, oh, I'm fifth! As a joke. <laughs> I'm fifth! And then this guy came up to me and said, no, I think you'll find you're not fit. Oh, <laughs> wow. Actually, actually I, I think know you're I'm fine. Not. Paul Hinton says, Halo, always thought it was a brilliant idea. The Halo has really brought out the worst in the internet. Yeah. Because it's like Brexit, isn't it? Everybody. It is. Right. So, Safety Brexit. Well, the Halo had a massive, all the paint was removed. Clearly, a car hit it at high speed. And then there's always people on the internet going, uh, I think you're fine. That you if, that halo, if the halo wasn't there, then it actually it wouldn't have hit him. It would have just missed him. So actually, the halo is pointless. horseshit. Having seen a frame by frame breakdown of the accident from two different angles, that would have cut. That his would have smacked him right in the face. It might, I mean, it who's to say how much the um, the helmet would have helped? But it would have certainly walloped him in the head. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, we've all bitched about the halo. I'll be honest, I don't notice it anymore. I'm it's just still like, ugly. I don't like it, but it's, it's there and it doesn't bother me anymore. It saves someone's life, okay? And, it it, and not only that, life. it saved Charlie Clerk's life. It might, I mean, yeah. if it was Grosjean, <laughs> fine. But Kevin Wellham reckons there's a bit of a conspiracy and says all of this Halo action seems a bit convenient. Whoa, tinfoil oh, hat, why? Kevin. No, you don't want a tinfoil hat, you want a proper helmet. Okay. You know, Halo's good, but I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't risk, you know. Carbon fibre hat. So what, what's he saying? How's it convenient? Convenient that, you know, we're all bitching about Halo, but oh no, suddenly it saved someone's life and we all love the Halo now, isn't it? Halo manufacturers, big Halo, getting involved, setting that, it up. No, that's it's that's no people are saying. I don't know. That's is that okay. what you're saying, Kevin? Let us know, unless that is what you're saying, in which case don't let us know. So tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1's Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For F1's Sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. So now it is time for the teams. We will start with Ferrari. We're going to whiz through this because nothing much happened in the race, as you know. So Vettel made Germany proud. He had his fifth win of the season, and now he's got more points than Prost. Yeah, Prost no, has altogether. done really badly this yeah, year. Yeah, he's not having a good one, isn't he? <laughs> no. Uh, so he overtook Hamilton on one, lap one. He won by 11 seconds. Um, so it was a combination of new engine, fast pit, and a good post-safety car restart. 
I mean, I would say mostly just new engine. You reckon? <laughs> yeah. Because okay. the closest that Hamilton came mm. to getting back at him was at the pits. Mm-hmm. He almost, he, was, he came out the pits right behind him. But then Ferrari's so fast now. He's just down the so, straight, yeah. gone. And you saw yeah. it on the very first lap. I mean, he was, he was with it. And one of our listeners pointed this out on Facebook as well. He was basically on Hamilton coming out the top of Eau Rouge and Radion. N- like, not at the end of the straight where you'd expect him to take, you know, draft behind him mm. and then nip him at the end. He's like, he was with him straight away. And then he almost went four wide into the, uh, into the first cool. corner yeah. with, um, with the Force Indias. But hey, just a much faster car, which doesn't bode particularly well for Mercedes at Monza, does it? I think they're going to have yeah. some well, Peter Fossey this weekend. It wasn't good for them both because it was, in fact, a really bad race for Raikkonen. <laughs> well, um, and yeah. he's the driver that's had the most wins in Belgium. Mm. That's depressing, isn't it? It was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was actually uh, fastest in second practice. But anyway, that means nothing because uh, he did not finish. It wasn't his fault, though. No, it wasn't. But, um, it was Hulkenberg's fault. Mercedes. Um, so this race, as we've said, proved that Ferrari is not only better on the straights, but is better in the dry. Um, on the first lap of the race, Terry, I'd like you to do a Hamilton impression if possible. Sure thing. He drove past me like I wasn't even there. So Bottas drove really well, but the world was against him. He started at the back of the grid because engine changed. Um, did this also happen in the British Grand Prix? No one cares. Probably not. Nobody it's cares. Like, right. He hits a rock in on the first lap. He had front wing damage. The stewards decided that he needed to have five seconds added to his race time. However, despite all of that, he did some quality driving and moved up 13 places to fourth. I mean, he did good in terms of where he ended up. But he's got a Mercedes. Mm. You know, it might not be as quick as the Ferrari anymore, but it's still quicker than everything else. And it was quite depressing. Oh, the Force India's being taken one by one throughout the race. Like, it would have been nice if Bottas had just stopped. I mean, that's a rule for every race. It would have been nice if he just went, do you know what? <laughs> I think I think because of the carnage caused by Hulkenberg, he sort of got away with his absolute, I mean, almost entirely the, the same fuck up on the first lap where he braked too late and smacked into the back of Sirotkin, was it? Because Hulkenberg had sent Alonso skittling into everyone. Nobody really paid much attention to it. But no, uh, yeah, okay, fourth, but he should have been much better. Okay, Red Bull. Uh, now, I'm starting to see a pattern here. Um, that the team's underdogs all had a bad race in here. Is this a coincidence? No, that's why they're underdogs. Probably. Are you saying um, that Ricardo's an underdog? Well, now I think he is, absolutely. He won three races this year. Verstappen's yeah, only but, won the one. Yeah, but Verstappen's just a bit better, isn't he? More on this later. So, Ricardo had weird ring damage uh, after hitting Raikkonen. Um, and he was in the pit for ages, having it replaced. Then he went out again. Then he retired again to save marge on engine and gearbox why why did they send him out again not sure although okay. i was quite impressed i always thought pretty much that not having a rear wing is pretty terminal to your race that was in the old days now they can replace it but oh, yeah. it's still why? Why so i didn't they... realize that but it still takes so long to replace but if it one. is just for um engine and gearbox then surely they would have thought of that maybe they just wanted to get some extra testing and data and stuff they're probably going uh daniel this is this is gasly's car now so uh, <laughs> Can you be careful with it? it. <laughs> you can do what you like to the fucking engine because it's rubbish, but uh, mm. save the gearbox and the rear wing, you flaming galah. He was quite lucky with losing his rear wing because he was basically just wiped out by Alonso in mid-air. He mm. was just happily driving along and then Alonso <laughs> just takes the back of his, literally takes the back of his car off and then, of course, Ricardo skitters into it. It was Riker. a weird race for politics because, you know, Alonso's got his kind of, this is my final go at Spa, I'll have a good go at it. Ricardo's just dropped Red Bull in it and gone, I'm leaving. But 
the best thing to do then is to do a really good race and be like, see what you've lost? You've lost this. Yeah. And then they just both go out of the first lap. You're like, oh, well, you know, it's fine. I wonder if some of this was Hulkenberg asserting his authority over Ricardo for the future. <laughs> it's like, don't fuck with me, yeah, I'll cut exactly. you up. <laughs> okay, Racing Point Force India. New team, new name, started on no points. However, after this race, they already have more points than Williams. That's gotta hurt. Oh, I mean, I you know. can imagine Williams going, oh, thanks to a quirk of other teams failing, <laughs> we've, we're not last for, oh, 20 minutes. Okay, we're last again. <laughs> Um, but they finished in fifth and sixth, uh, and it was Verstappen and Bottas that were too quick, obviously, and the two leaders. So that's not too bad. People, you wouldn't mind being overtaken race. by. I thought they wouldn't do any aggressive driving because obviously they're new cars, um, and they weren't. They're never going to get that far. They're the same we cars. They just renamed it. They renamed didn't, it. They didn't bring new cars. <laughs> yeah. Designed them all Look over a weekend. Anyway, so was it better than you expected? They Ocon legit qualified third. Yeah. That's amazing. They did exceedingly well. And it wasn't like they just happened to be lucky with the strategy because initially they tried to do that wet qualifying on slicks and Perez nearly binned it. And then they put the intermediates on and were really good. And now so, look, Ocon could be looking for yeah. a job at and, the end I of the season. Conceivably, had Ocon uh, not probably wisely wussed out at the first, uh, the end of the, uh, the Camel Straight, he could have led the race for a bit because when they were four wide... Ocon could legitimately have just banzied his way up the uh, front and if he'd have gone to the lead there it would have been a genius move and his stock mm. would have gone up for wherever he ends up next year having said that though if he didn't get it right he would have wiped out the top four all in the first lap which would have been fun which would have been not so good for his stock for next year but did you know the Racing Point Force India I think have got the highest points for a debut of a team ever I think, really? yeah, I think it's equal with Braun and someone else great good. Hey! Were they even there this weekend? Yeah, second oh, double points sh- finish in a row. Did they? I genuinely, absolutely don't no idea what happened. Anything about no, them. Right, no. But fair play. I mean, that's solid, and they kept out of trouble. It seems. Renault. Uh, so Ooh. it was a bad weekend for the Hulk. He started in 18th because of engine penalties. Uh, on lap one, he missed the breaking point and crashed into the back of Alonso, who then flipped over Leclerc. He ultimately got a quarter of the field off the track. That's good work. Yeah, which is very impressive. Uh, but he did claim full responsibility. It's so. like a strike, basically, isn't it? <laughs> you hit you hit the first one in exactly the same place and it takes out... Oh, everything. bowling. I thought you meant yeah. like you a strike. I thought he'd been picketing and saying, <laughs> right, because like yeah. of our conditions, <laughs> I think if five of us don't finish the first lap, that'll really decisive take it to Did he get a race back? Scab. No, he didn't. He didn't, but he got a 10-point... No, there was a lot. Place grid there penalty. was a big debate about this. There was a debate there? about it because Grosjean did an almost identical accident in 2012 and he got a race ban. But the reason he got a race ban. Because <laughs> he'd been doing it almost every Because he'd been a twat all year. <laughs> <laughs> and they even said at the time, you've got to stop doing this. That's why we're banning you. Whereas Hulkenberg's been all right, just made okay. it. Okay. Although this was a colossal mistake. Like, every, it was all, impressive. All the, all the pundits, when they saw it, were like, oh, he must have had a problem with his brakes or something because <laughs> a driver's experience as, uh, as Hulkenberg He's was never. He's the best Limon ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but no, he just fucked up, missed his breaking point, and smashed Alonso <laughs> royally into the air. Signs did all right. Yeah, he, he went was from 19th there. to 13th by lap two. Um, but he had an engine change which put him to back of the grid. Boo hoo! All science. I've got. All I've got. Not not a good one for Renault. Toro Rosso, P3. 
Pierre about to be Red Bull but still Toro Rosso, Gasly finished in the points for the second time in the row. That's not that impressive. When I wrote that, I thought it was impressive. I think it's, it's quite fairly impressive. impressive. Yeah. It's beat, beat Hartley comprehensively again. Yeah. I mean, that's world champion much, Hartley, of course. Um, Toro Rosso are close to McLaren in the points. I mean, that's not Ooh, as good. That's not good, is it? Jesus. Are they ahead of them? Yes. I'm no sure, or yes. Sure. One, of, one of those, yeah. Williams, um, as we've said, no points. Um, but However, both were in the top ten at one point. Well, that's because half the field had been wiped out by Hulkenberg. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. So Hulkenberg was in the points for the first time ever. Mm. Not, well, not like, for very long. Because he got pushed by someone else into the points. Well, yeah, he got propelled by Bottas. Yeah, they finished in 12, which is a lot better than... Still got no points this year. Yeah. yeah, a lot of money. Um, but they weren't with last. The ca- were the ca- was the car better? No, still no. shit. Okay. Sauber. Sauber. As Beyonce said. I was just said. trying to start a new thing. <laughs> Sauber. <laughs> but just saying the name Matt's again. Shaking his head. Sauber. Sauber. As Beyonce said, everywhere I'm looking now, I'm surrounded by your embrace. Baby, I can see your halo. You know you're my saving grace. I can feel your halo. Halo. I don't know that song. It's Beyonce. It's Lemonade by Beyonce. <laughs> the clerk's crash could have been really nasty if it wasn't for the Halo, as we said. Um, That's a Beyonce lyric. It's a new album, wait for it. Um, and Ericsson, however, we keep forgetting, scored points. Did he? Uh, Did it's his fifth I race. I genuinely didn't know that. There we go, so it. he's always worried about his Halo Halo. Ericsson actually scored points, which is his fourth race this year, which you really isn't bad. You say oh. goodbye, I say hello. Hello, hello. 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 Finally, McLaren. Like a uh, bad out of halo. No, go. Sorry. Alonso was in the carnage at the beginning. Uh, he pretended to be pissed off, but he doesn't really care because he's thinking about his F1 pension. Van Dorn finished last at his home race. Oh, what a bad weekend. Yeah. Uh, abysmal. Again, oh. as usual. The car has gone backwards. The one good driver they've got is off. The other is not living up to his potential. Yeah, even at his home race. The still car, shit. And let's not... And we, I know we go over this a lot, but... They were shit for Honda, which we blamed on Honda. And then when they announced Renault, they were really saying Red Bull is our marker of how good we're going to be. I mean, it is. And it is. <laughs> they are and right. The answer that. is not, not very, very good, good at all. At all. <laughs> all of which leads us to the standings with Terry Saunders. Okay, so I thought because we kind of missed a race, uh, we'd focus on the next race, which is, of course, the Italian Grand Prix. So, here are the driver standings, as if they were famous Italian things, which is what I put into Google. I'm intrigued <laughs> to see what you're going to do next week in the Italian Grand Prix episode, but okay, yeah. I don't tend to think ahead, Phil. <laughs> so, in first place, Donatello Versace. In second place is the Moni Lisa, that's Sebastian Vettel with 214. Third place, Kimi Raikkonen, otherwise known as Gelato, because he likes ice cream, uh, Italian uh-huh. ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth place is Bottas, uh, Joe Pesci, not really Italian, not really a driver. <laughs> Michelangelo's Max is in fifth. And in sixth place, Daniel Ricciardo. The whole country is shaped like a shoey. Good on him. Uh, in seventh place, Nico Lambrusco. It's like a kind of wine, like a driver, not quite. Ooh. Eighth place, Kevin Magnussen, suck my Arancini. That's good. Ninth place, Fernando Alonso. Oh, that's a, that's a I like that. <laughs> Ninth place, the leading career of Alonso. <laughs> Tenth place, Perez, which is pizza with chicken on, which is something I just cannot get behind. What? Pizza with chicken on. How do you feel about that? I'm in favour. Okay. Chicken. Totally against it. Exactly. I like pizza, I like chicken. 
So? I like bookcases. I like sand. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't mean I want sand on my bookcase. I've got weird hobbies. Oh, here's a good one. Established Ocon the 30th of August, 1454. That's when Italy was was established. Today, as we record, it's the 30th of August. Ah. In 1454, they were established Ocon. Esteban Ocon. Established on. Buon compliano Italia. It gets weaker. Uh, (laughs) Carlos Sicily, Pierre Gorgonzola... (laughs) Red Red Whining, that's Grosjean. Gorgonzola French. <laughs> Gorgonzola came up on a list of Italian things. Oh, okay, I think it's enough. Italian. 15, Charles Leclerc. Remember that Alo Alo had that Italian character. Was like a, had the big like feathers. Um, what? Stoffel Ruffle <laughs> isn't laughing anymore. Marcus Erickson and Silvio Berlusconi because there's money. Lance Stroll <laughs> is the son of the Canadian Flavio Briatore. And finally, what? with the last scoring points, is Brendan Aldonte. Aldente. Brendan Hutley. <laughs> and the constructor standings, which I've not fully done. So, I don't know if I mentioned. I've hurt myself quite bad. <laughs> and I thought I'd go through some of the symptoms that I've had in the last few weeks. So, number one symptom, Mercedes, has been a real chronic pain. I can't breathe another way. Really fucking hurts. Second place, Ferrari. I had a big crimson bruise for like a week. The, like a Ferrari Red Bruce. It was it was terrifying. It had a horse on it and everything. <laughs> Third place, Red Bull. Um, I started getting dizzy after three days and genuinely felt sick. Uh, fourth place, Renault. I um, Bruce went yellow? The Bruce did go yellow. Hey. Oh, well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fifth place, Haas. Um, just generally depressed. <laughs> It got really bad. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't. Oh, no. I'd wake up in the night and I'd roll onto one side and it would hurt so much I'd have to roll back. And I didn't have very good sleep. I was I fucked up at work the next day because I was really tired. <laughs> McLaren. Well, sorry, I looked up liver bruising and it says, right, that you can get liver bruising from like a car accident or blunt trauma. And the symptoms are dizziness, shakiness, confusion, fever and blood in your piss. Now, I haven't yet had blood in my piss, <laughs> but I have been checking really hard. That's McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> Toro Rosso, right? Just just because everyone else had a nice day out, right? I've been karting four times in my life, right? First time was at a Barcelona fun fair. I was great, right? I did better than all my friends. Second time, I went on a birthday thing and I crashed so hard it hurt to pee for six weeks, right? <laughs> Third time was in a Devon fun fair, did great. Fourth time, it hurts to stand for at least four weeks at the time of recording. So it's been getting better then? Yeah. It's getting better. I said this to my wife today. I went, do you know what? It's nice that it's not hurting as much as it did, but it still hurts. And that's Tara Rosso. Uh, <laughs> Sauber is, I've been going running a lot lately, right? I've been trying to get fit and I've been going running on my lunch breaks, running in the morning, running in the evening, really trying to get myself back up there. I'm 38 years old, you know, I'm, I, I can no longer live the party lifestyle with meggings like I like to. And I have now injured myself so badly I can't run, can't go to the gym, all I can do is sit there and eat fucking pastries. <laughs> Force India. <laughs> I hate it, right? I really wanted to do well, right? This wasn't just about me kind of at a karting event, right? I'm always genuine, and I'm not even joking here. Genuinely, I thought I'd be good, right? I didn't think I'm going to win. You know, I didn't think I'd be Alex Brundle, but I thought, you know, maybe 
I even looked up a picture of Alex Brundle before we started because I wanted to realise who he was when he came up to me and went, you're really good for a rookie. As you drove past him. No, just after the race, he'd just come up to me and be like, oh, have you ever thought about doing this? And I'd be like, I'm too old, but thanks. <laughs> and finally, Williams is the race in which I crashed. I was sitting on the grid and my genuine feeling wasn't, I'm going to win this. I was sitting there going, I don't know why the fuck I'm here. <laughs> this is not the way my life should have panned out. I'm scared, my knees hurt, and I just don't want to do it anymore. And then I crashed. And <laughs> Phil, you laugh, I could have died. Oh. <laughs> and that's the constructor standings. Now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. Fernando Alonso has finally announced he is leaving F1. And like any artist, it's time for a full retrospective of his work. Two world championships, six burn bridges, and one despicable cheat later, we see a flawed man who even in his departure announces that Red Bull offered him like six jobs, whatever, I mean seven, I lost count actually, you know, just they love me. But also we see the utter fuckuppery of an undoubtedly great driver forced to see out his final years in a McLaren so bad that even Jensen Button had enough. You'd have thought that with Ricardo's surprise departure from Red Bull and a sudden top-flight seat available, that Alonso would have been on the phone to try and secure one last great drive. As long as he hadn't been publicly slagging off their new engine supplier for years and then won Le Mans with their grand rival. <laughs> oh no, I've done it again! <laughs> his retirement was indicative of his final F1 years. A tweet hyping up a big announcement that turned out to be just him putting up at the side of the road over an afternoon, like most Grand Prix in the last couple of years. There's been a lot of talk whether Formula 1 needs Alonso more than Alonso needs F1. But don't worry, I have a solution. Alonso is perhaps unique in F1 history. He's got the skill of Senna with the decision-making of David Cameron and all the luck of roadkill. <laughs> but he's made his bed, fucking lying it. That'll make a good meme. Oh, look, Alonso's in his bed again. It's sad that he didn't get one last hurrah on a decent team, although maybe McLaren in a couple of years could do... No, no, not <laughs> But he's done now, and F1 has to look forward to other drivers that can take up his unique mantle of being skilled and also being a twat. <laughs> Oh wait, we've got Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. <laughs> Formula 1 is fine, everybody, as you were. So that is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. <clears throat> goodbye. We have not had time to talk about Pirelli are going to simplify the tyre naming oh, things next year. And they've come up with this brilliant idea that they're just going to call all the tyres at every race hard, medium and soft. I don't well, know where they got that idea from. When did we say that? I was Some waiting for Terry to interrupt, ago. but he was busy reading Autosport. I was busy trying to find my thing that we haven't had time for, <laughs> which I've got now, thanks, Phil. Um, we said that ages ago. I've always said, hard, medium, soft, you've got the cord. Mm -hmm. They should just call them tyres. You've yes. got to put the tyres well, on. That's what they're doing. From next year, no, no more nine different types of tyre. Just hard, medium, soft. We don't care what compound they are. And it's goodbye to Terry Saunders. We haven't talked about Sebastian Vettel pranging his Ferrari Formula One car at an event yesterday oh, did in he? Milan. I didn't see it. They were this. doing a special kind of street thing, going around a little track, and he just pranged into the barrier. <laughs> and, wow. uh, you know, maybe his ribs will hurt for a month. But, um, <laughs> he won't moan. He won't moan. Vettel won't moan. <laughs> oh, Charlie, Charlie, my ribs are hurting. Oh, this is really unfair. Oh, why have we evolved to have ribs? We'll be back in one week's time to discuss the Italian Grand Prix. In the meantime, though, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for f one sake and follow us on Twitter at for f one sake and Instagram, where we are something Languishing like that. For not really, for not F1 really sake. doing any Instagrams. Terry, where can you buy stuff? Um, Waitrose. Quick. Uh, thanks for listening. See you in a fortnight. Bye. I've been G. Graz. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.
Social Podcast Network. So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.